Story number 28 of The Toys of Peace. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recorded by Chuck Williamson. The Toys of Peace. Short Stories by Saki. The Oversight. It's like a Chinese puzzle box said Lady Prouch resentfully, staring at a scribbled list of names that spread over two or three loose sheets of notepaper on her writing-table. Most of the names had a pencil mark running through them. "'What is like a Chinese puzzle?' asked Lena Luttleford briskly. She rather prided herself on being able to grapple with the minor problems of life. "'Getting people suitably sorted together. Sir Richard likes me to have a house-party about this time of year, and gives me a free hand as to whom I should invite. All he asks is that it should be a peaceable party with no frictions or unpleasantness.' "'That seems reasonable enough,' said Lena. "'Not only reasonable, my dear, but necessary. Sir Richard has his literary work to think of. You can't expect a man to concentrate on the tribal disputes of Central Asian clansmen when he's got social feuds blazing under his own roof.' "'But why should they blaze? Why should there be feuds at all within the compass of a house-party?' "'Exactly!' "'Why should they blaze, or why should they exist?' echoed Lady Prouch. The point is that they always do. We have been unlucky, persistently unlucky, now that I have come to look back on things. We have always got people of violently opposed views under one roof, and the result has been not merely unpleasantness, but explosion. Do you mean people who disagree on matters of political opinion and religious views? asked Lena no not that the broader lines of political or religious difference don't matter you can have church of england and unitarian and buddhist under the same roof without courting disaster the only buddhist i have ever had down here quelled with everyone but that was on account of his naturally squabblesome temperament it had nothing to do with his religion and i've always found that people can differ profoundly about politics and meet on perfectly good terms at breakfast now miss lobber jones who was staying here last year worships lloyd george as a sort of wingless angel while mrs walters who was down here at the same time privately considers him to be an antelope let us say an antelope well, not an antelope exactly, but something with horns and hoofs and tail. Oh, I see. Still, that didn't prevent them from being the chummiest of mortals on the tennis court and in the billiard room. They did quarrel finally about a lead and double hand of no trumps, but that, of course, is a thing that no account of judicious guest grouping could prevent mrs walters got king knave tin and seven of clubs you were saying that there were other lines of demarcation that caused the bother interrupted lena exactly it is the minor differences in side issues that give so much trouble said lady prouch 
not to my dying day shall i forget last year's upheaval over the suffragette question laura hennyseed left the house in a state of speechless indignation but before she had reached that state she had used language that would not have been tolerated in the austrian reichsrath intensive bear gardening was sir richard's description of the whole affair and i don't think he exaggerated of course the suffragette question is a burning one and lets loose the most dreadful ill-feeling said lena but one can generally find out beforehand what people's opinions my dear the year before it was worse it was christian science selina gooby is a sort of high priestess of the cult and she put down all opposition with a high hand then one evening after dinner clovis sangrail put a wasp down her back to see if her theory about the non-existence of pain could be depended on in an emergency the wasp was small but very efficient and it had been soured in temper by being kept in a paper cage all the afternoon wasps don't stand confinement well at least this one didn't i don't think i ever realized till that moment what the word invective could be made to mean i sometimes wake in the night and think i hear selina describing clovis's conduct in general character that was the year that sir richard was writing his volume on domestic life in the tartari the critics all blamed it for a lack of concentration he's engaged in a very important work this year isn't he asked lena land tenure in turkestan said lady prouch he is just at work on the final chapters and they require all the concentration he can give them that is why i am so very anxious not to have any unfortunate disturbances this year i have taken every precaution i can think of to bring non-conflicting and harmonious elements together the only two people i am not quite easy about are the atkinson man and marcus poppin they are the two who will be down here longest together and if they are going to fall foul of one another about any burning questions well there will be much unpleasantness can't you find out anything about them about their opinions i mean anything my dear lena there's scarcely anything that i haven't found out about them they're both of them moderate liberal evangelical mildly opposed to female suffrage they approve of the falconer report and the steward's decision about cragnor thank goodness in this country we don't fly into violent passions about wagner and brahms and things of that sort there is only one thorny subject that i haven't been able to make sure about the only stone i have left unturned are they unanimously anti-vivisectionist or do they both uphold the necessity for scientific experiment there has been a lot of correspondence on the subject in our local newspapers of late and the vicar is certain to preach a sermon about it vicars are dreadfully provocative at times now if you could only find out for me whether these two men are divergently for or against i exclaimed lena how am i to find out i don't know either of them to speak to still you might discover in some roundabout way 
write to them under an assumed name of course for subscriptions to one or other cause or better still send a stamped typewritten reply postcard with the request for a declaration for or against vivisection people who would hesitate to commit themselves to a subscription will cheerfully write yes or no on a prepaid postcard if you can't manage it that way try and meet them at someone's house and get into an argument on the subject i think millie occasionally has one or other of them at her at homes you might have the luck to meet both of them there the same evening <laughs> only it must be done soon my invitations ought to go out by wednesday or thursday at the latest and to-day is friday milly's out-homes are not very amusing as a rule said lena and one never gets a chance of talking uninterruptedly to anyone for a couple of minutes at a time milly is one of those restless hostesses who always seem to be trying to see how you look in different parts of the room in fresh grouping effects even if i got to speak to popham or atkinson i couldn't plunge into a topic like vivisection straight away no i think the postcard scheme would be more hopeful and decidedly less tiresome how would it be best to word them oh something like this are you in favor of experiments on living animals for the purpose of scientific research yes or no that is quite simple and unmistakable if they don't answer it will at least be an indication that they are indifferent about the subject and that is all i want to know all right said lena i'll get my brother-in-law to let me have them addressed to his office and he can telephone the result of the plebiscite direct to you thank you ever so much said lady prouch gratefully and be sure to get the cards sent off as soon as possible on the following tuesday the voice of an office clerk speaking through the telephone informed lady prouch that the postcard poll showed unanimous hostility to experiments on living animals lady prouch thanked the office clerk and in a louder and more fervent voice she thanked heaven the two invitations already sealed and addressed were immediately dispatched in due course they were both accepted the house party of the halcyon hours as the prospective hostess called it was auspiciously launched lena Lettleford was not included among the guests having previously committed herself to another invitation at the opening day of a cricket festival however she ran across lady prouch who had motored over from the other side of the country she wore the air of one who is not interested in cricket and not particularly interested in life she shook hands limply with lena and remarked that it was a beastly day the party how has it gone off asked lena quickly don't speak of it was the tragical answer why do i always have such rotten luck but what has happened it has been awful hyenas could not have behaved with greater savagery sir richard said so and he has been in countries where hyenas live so he ought to know they actually came to blows blows 
blows and curses it really might have been a scene from one of hager's pictures i never felt so humiliated in my life what the servants must have fought but who were the offenders oh naturally the very two that we took all the trouble about i thought they agreed on every subject that one could violently disagree about religion politics vivisection the derby decision the falconer report what else was there left to quarrel about my dear we were fools not to have thought about it one of them was pro-greek and the other pro-bulgar end of the oversight